0: Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to the show. I am one of your hosts, Precious D.
1: And I am another one of your hosts, Honey Bee.
0: Honey Bee, today we are finishing off the trilogy Daimogen Trilogy.
1: Yay!
0: Daimogen number three. Also called Wrath of Dimogen. Also called Dimogen Strikes Again. Also called Dimogen's Counter-Attack. Or as <laughs> I call it, The Four Ponchitos.
1: Yay! At least this was a good freaking movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you like this one better?
1: Yeah, I did like this one better, because, you know, the little chivalos. The kids... They're so cute. Yeah, I thought they did a great job. And it was good because, you know, the whole movie wasn't just like death and destruction. We like got to follow the story of these like three or four at sometimes brave children.
0: Yes, we have a kids in the wilderness story through most of it. Yay! <laughs> yeah, this is the third one released in the same year, 1966, as, as the other two. It's uh, in color. It's by the Dai Company, directed by Kazumori, written by the same guy, Tetsuro Yoshida. And music is by Akira Ifakube. We out. have Hideki Ninomiya as Suruchiki. I think they just call him Tsuru. Yeah. Mashidi Izura as Kinta. Shiri Hori as Daisaku. And Munayuki Nagatomo as Sugitatsu, who they just call Sugi most of the mm-hmm. film. And uh I don't really care about anybody else in the yeah. movie except uh, <laughs> for Chikara Hishimoto as Daimajin
1: for his last 20 minutes as per usual.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Once again I have a summary from Kaijupedia,
1: Ooh, I think thank is what you. it was. Kaijupedia.
0: Except I noticed they uh Made a mistake in two places they wrote Quinta when they meant Sugi.
1: Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep up with those damn kids.
0: <laughs> I might be able to edit it. Well, it was a little hard keeping up with them because it was this what? is another one of those movies where they don't say people's names until way into things. Yeah. And they don't say them often enough. So uh, we start off with a snowstorm and there's a family in a house and... It's a big storm and they're complaining that Majin has gone wild again. The roof collapses and Daimajin stomps around and the people are praying. So again with the weird <laughs> I guess he's the I guess he's the kind of god that really is just a force of nature because so sometimes he just lashes out for no discernible reason and you got to pray for him to go away but then sometimes he does actually oh. seem to be actively helping you or actively smiting your enemies.
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one of those, like, God works in mysterious ways kinds of <laughs> I things. Guess so.
0: <laughs> I guess so. But they're just complaining that Dimigen has is angry again and it's something about his curse. And, then, and a narrator tells us uh, heavy snows, floods, droughts, earthquakes, all these disasters were believed to be axe of myjin the mountain god so he's back in the mountain now Mm -hmm. he was on an island in the second one he was in a mountain in the first one this statue is on the mountain Uh, but he eventually calms down and then a woodcutter named Sampei stumbles home after escaping enslavement in hell's valley with the rest of the men from his village.
1: Which this is very, like, first and second movie, same thing. Like, poor people in a, like, there's, like, a, you know, a guy who's a bad guy who's making them slave labor day and night. Yeah. Very... Same thing as the
0: last two. Third time, some shit samurai warlord has <laughs> just decided to enslave a bunch of people to build shit for him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He tells us that they were all taken to Hell's... Uh, he comes in, he's all worn out and near death. He's so exhausted, and they ask him where the others are. They were all taken to Hell's Valley, we were felling trees, and Lord Arakawa's men came suddenly and took them away. And they're making them build a big house at Hell's Valley. I wrote down here, Lord Kayoma, Kayama, that snow's coming soon, no time to rescue them. I think they wanted to tell Lord, I think Lord Kayama is the good Lord that-
1: Yeah, he he, re, he had like reported that to this Lord that they were, um, like that this slave labor was going on, and before he can yeah. say what came of that, he dies. Yeah. He's like, I reported it to Lord Kayama, eh, uh, eh. Uh. <laughs> death so we don't know what
0: happened so i guess he stopped he stopped off to give his report before he came home and the only way to escape was by passing Mijin's mountain which is a big no-no and that see, it's a little unclear why he's dying exactly if he just wore himself out
1: yeah i think he's just like tired and from the because also um he had to escape from there didn't he like he so i think it's just kind of like a matter of he had to escape and then run and make it through the wilderness and yada yada
0: he's obviously exhausted but he doesn't seem to have any clear wounds but yeah he just lays down and dies they're not able to nurse him back to health he just dies so then there's these three kids these three kids decide that they're gonna go and tell the captives how to escape.
1: Yeah, they're going to go This save guy found their the escape room. Fathers.
0: Yes, fathers and brothers. So one of the mm-hmm. kids' father is there, another kid's brother is there. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, Tsuri, Kinta, and Daisaku. And the youngest one wants to go with them. Sugi wants to go with them, and they tell him, No, you're too small. You can't come. He is Tsuruchiki's brother, I think. Or is he Quinta's brother?
1: Uh, no, I, I think he's the first one's brother.
0: I can't remember now. I thought he was Quinta's brother because of what happens later, but <laughs> we'll get to that. Bomb bon. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they these three kids mount an expedition through Myjin's Mountain to Hell's Valley to rescue them. At the entrance to the road through Myjin's mountain, they are turned away by an old woman who lives in the area who tells them they will be punished by the vengeful god on the mountain for going through.
1: I love when she, like, scares, she, like, tells them all this stuff. And she's like, all of these things. And then the kids are just like, yeah, we know. And she's like, you know, <laughs> and you're still going to do this. You will be punished. Yeah. was <laughs> very cute.
0: Not at all clear why there just seems to be, at least in these movies, I don't know if this is true of actual Japanese culture or religion or whatever, but there seems to be a number of forbidden areas <laughs> like in Varen, in Varen, the unbearable or unbelievable, whatever the hell he was, there was a forbidden zone and uh Majin's mountain is a forbidden zone. And was it, I think there was some forbidden areas in the other Majin movies.
1: Yeah. For sure.
0: So, uh, they just wait for her to leave. <laughs> and are going to go go along anyway. And that's when they find that, uh... oh yes, it says here, Tsuruchiki's younger brother, yeah. Satsu, has been following him. This little kid has followed them all on his own, all the way. Uh, he's got his shirt pulled up over his head like Beavis um, <laughs> to protect it from the sun. Oh. <laughs> And uh, they begrudgingly decide it's too far to send him back alone and allow him to join their journey. These kids, I guess they're all like freaking Boy Scouts. Yeah, they just know how to do.
1: They are all bad. I mean, they live in a village. They're poor. Like it does. It's not really that surprising. I feel like. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's no modern tech, so it's not a big surprise that they know how to make fires and forage for food and cut down trees and shit. But they're pretty good at this stuff. They
1: really fucking are. They are. They're badass. It's very. It's like it's a really. I really enjoyed this one, especially compared to the last two.
0: Yeah. Right up until they're not. Yeah. Uh, In Hell's Valley, on discovering that a worker had escaped through Maijin's mountain, Daisen Matsunaga sends three warriors into the mountain to find him. When his lord, Arakawa, returns, he informs him that his plan to build a base in Hell's Valley and make gunpowder from the sulfur springs would take two more days to finish construction, making the workers nervous about their fates, because the workers know that once we're done building this, they're probably not going to let us go. They're just going to Kill us. kill
1: us yeah
0: so it's called hell's valley because they're these sulfur springs is just bubbling mm-hmm. hot water full of sulfur
1: the real the life fog of eternal stench
0: yes and you do need you sulfur is part of the gunpowder uh mm-hmm. process one of the ingredients
1: is sulfur that like the thing that you smell like isn't it like a superstition or like the like if the devil's around or some shit is it sulfur Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a yeah. It's a bur- it's a burning hot stinking thing, and and uh, <laughs> hell would would uh, be described Maybe is often like described that. as stinking of stinking of sulfur. Yeah, it's full of sulfur. They're using sulfur to make the heat in hell, or I don't know what all, but yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Got it. So he straight sacrifices a dude into the bog of eternal stench.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, let's see. After tumbling down a sheer mountain wall in a rock slide, the boys discover a hawk in a tree, which the old woman had told them was a messenger of Dimogen.
1: I really liked this um, hawk character, like this little sidekick <laughs> yeah. action. Dimogen doing a little <laughs> Disney princess, got a little <laughs> animal sidekick. Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: the boys then opt to take the mountain path rather than attempt to climb again. And come to the statue of the vengeful god. And I thought he looked bigger.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. He might, it might not be that he looked bigger. Um, It might just be that he's kind of like not, like in the other one, he wasn't, he was really in the mountain or there was something behind him. And in this one, he's Uh kind of elevated and there's not really much behind him. Like he's kind of. So it makes
0: him look bigger? So
1: it looks, yeah. So maybe he just looks bigger.
0: Also, there's little kids looking at him. So. That's compared true. to them, he might look bigger. Because I think once yeah. he starts tearing stuff up, he seems the same size.
1: Sure.
0: Because they're probably using the same models. Tsuruchiki begins to pray to it, as do the others, and they continue down the road until they encounter samurai sent by Lord Arakawa. These dicks. They run He's into fucking these war- dick. He's they're ecstasy. just like, ah, kids, get them! It's like some home alone <laughs> shit. They're just like, we gotta get those kids. They narrowly escape. And Daisaku's brother, Shohachi, one of the slave workers in Hell's Valley, resolves to go get their lord for help. On his way out, he is captured and thrown into the sulfur pits as punishment. The boys then encounter the samurai again. <laughs> and Tsugisatsu steals their food. This was yes, so funny.
1: it was so cute.
0: <laughs> they see the three larger boys and they chase after them. And Tsugi just comes walking up. From the side, an angle where they should have been able to see him, but they but don't.
1: He's so little; like he's so small to the ground. But he
0: doesn't. He doesn't even sneak up. He just casually strolls up as they're running past him, and goes and takes their food.
1: His nose was called It was like leading the way. Really, they're probably like really yeah. hungry by then.
0: <laughs> yes, they did. But we do see them pack some food. One of them pack food yeah. before. They leave on this journey. They did plan ahead.
1: definitely not enough, though.
0: But they keep losing shit. (laughs) Elsewhere, one of the boy's mothers and her group of villagers are approached by a group of men from their lord's castle to search for the missing men on her journey to Hell's Valley after Sampai died. That is a bad sentence. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Some of the parents figure out the kids are missing and they Mm kind of decide to go look for them and then they run into the good lord and his men who are have come to investigate the situation <laughs> the boys then attempt to raft down the river to hell's valley they build a raft
1: they build a whole ass raft And I mean, it's impressive.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it does pretty well for a while, but they come to some rapids and they hit a rock and the raft breaks Uh, and they get separated. This is the worst part.
1: It is the worst part.
0: (laughs) It just says the raft breaks and Quinta is swept away. What happens is they get, they go off when it breaks, they go off in two directions And Sugi and Kinta are on one of the rocks uh, with a piece of the raft. And the other two kids are swept off in a different direction and they get to the shore. And Sugi's trying to hold on to Kinta, but Kinta just kind of gives up. I think he's afraid he's going to sweep Sugi away with him.
1: Yeah, because Sugi's so small.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's holding on to him as tight as he can, but Kinta kind of lets go and gets swept away. Ugh and we never see him again
1: we never it kind of it almost
0: looks it almost looks like he dies instantly but that might be because it's just a dummy floating away and not the kid
1: yeah i, I was so like confused that we never even bring him up or like when we I, it's just like he never happened
0: <laughs> well they all seem pretty traumatized by it. oh i want to go back a little bit too when there's a part with a where they're on a sort of a ledge when they're going along the mountain and they come to a part where there's a gap but there's a log over top of it and they start to cross the log and it breaks so then they cut down and that one of them almost falls in the sugi the young one because they're like you're lighter you go first they cut down another tree and make a new log bridge and walk across it and as i'm watching this i'm like these kids are all doing their own stunts and it may be because of the shot that the drop might only be five feet, ten feet at the most, and there's probably a big cushion pad down there underneath that we can't uh, see. But they still have these little kids walking across this log bridge.
1: Hell and yeah. Nearly
0: falling off falling off of it. A little badass. And then uh the samurai try to follow them and I, I think they didn't they knock the log out of the way in time so the samurai can't yeah. get at them. So yeah, that was the one of the badass things they do. And then they build the raft. Which was badass until,
1: until it broke it up
0: and one of them appears to have died.
1: Yeah, but I just, oh, what bothers me about this is like they all kind of die and like,
0: well, we'll get there. Right. Anyways. Di- yes, yes. Yeah. Um, no, I kept thinking we would, fi- I kept thinking we were going to find him.
1: Yeah, or he was just going to we- like, or whenever he brings the other kids back to life, that maybe yeah,
0: he could just yeah.
1: get that other one. And when he brings his own hawk back to life, he yes. could throw the other kid just boop because he's the god, but nah, nah, nope.
0: Uh, the remaining boys then spend the night in a rotting tree, and in the night, a snowstorm hits.
1: I think this this part may have been like another one of the like really hard parts when he's trying to keep them awake, and he's like, "Count with me." I was like, ah, ah,
0: ah, ah, uh. "Oh no, that's not that's not this that's not this part yet." sorry Uh, that's okay after a sleepless night and a day of walking they collapse from exhaustion and are found by the samurai who attack them and are in turn attacked by a hawk
1: yeah bitch sidekick Uh
0: the villagers then come to the statue of daimogen who begins to awaken after one of the samurai shot one of his hawks i only thought there was one hawk but
1: yes same same i thought there was one hawk and then he brought that one hawk back to life
0: yes but in any case the samurai shoots a hawk
1: mm-hmm. and
0: this is this pisses off Dimogen again Dimigen well, the, lets the samurai shit happen. is
1: trying to kill the kids and the hawk yeah. attacks each one individually there's three samurai to three yeah. kids and the hawk comes down and like pecks their freaking eyeballs and <laughs> like attacks each one of them and then the last one he shoots the hawk and the hawk with his last dying breath comes down and pecks his eyeballs out and then dies yeah.
0: <laughs> So maybe they thought a different haw- uh, each guy was being attacked by a different hawk, but I think it was one hawk.
1: Yeah, I think it was one hawk
0: attacking multiple times. Yeah. Totally. Diamond then begins to bleed and changes form. He does his puts his hands in front of his face. Angry face. Angry face. Angry mm-hmm. face. As uh, Suruchiki begs him to pardon Daisaku. So here's the part where they uh, they kind of skipped it. It's getting really cold, and two of the boys are are dying, succumbing. They're succumbing to the cold and the exhaustion. And, yeah, Tsuki is is trying to get them to count to stay awake. Trying to but keep them awake.
1: Asleep. Hasn't he heard that counting makes you sleepy? <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh oh, um, so he, so he begs uh Daimujin to pardon Daisaku and Sugi, who had frozen to death. And offers his life in exchange.
1: Yeah, but what about the other guy? He forgot his I
0: know. Friends. He doesn't... I know. And we don't know. He could have washed up somewhere. We don't know. We never...
1: He's never mentioned again. How he, many movies so have weird. you seen?
0: In how many other movies does somebody fall in the river and then a little while later you see them on the edge of the river yeah. and they're not quite dead. But not this one. <laughs> Dimogen then teleports mm-hmm. to where... Tsurachiki had fallen in, fallen in. Okay, he kind of jumps in off the mountain into the snow and Daimajin glows, a kind of golden glow. And then a little bit further away or elsewhere, the ground starts glowing and he rises up through the ground <laughs> holding Tsurachiki.
1: Yeah. And
0: lays him on a rock where the uh, other kids are. wake up, where they're lying and they, they wake up. The hawk is also restored, but not Sugi. So I guess he just died too far away? I don't know. No, Kinta. Kinta died.
1: Sugi's still
0: there. That's right. Kinta. Where Kinta died. Uh, Kinta died too far away from everybody else. I don't know. Diamond is just (laughs) the worst. (laughs) Just as Lord Arakawa prepares to dump his slave laborers into the sulfur pit, Daimajin breaks through the valley walls and begins his march to Arakawa. Arakawa sends his men to attack and tries to immobilize Daimajin by dumping logs on him. (laughs) But all he does is just, you know, there's a bunch of logs that are all piled on top of each other and there's something holding him in and they cut it and try and... Hit him with the logs, and all this does is give him ammunition.
1: Yeah, to throw right fucking back. <laughs> he
0: picks up the logs, just like how the guys in the other movie with the grappling hooks, all that did was help him tear down the buildings faster.
1: Yeah. This
0: just gives him ammunition. He throws them back at the soldiers. Dimogen then destroys the gunpowder factory and overturns the vats of sulfur, which ignite. Dimogen chases Arakawa and stabs him with his sword. So he's had a sword all along, but.
1: He's never never drawn it it before. Yeah.
0: Right. It's, it's been there hanging, but I mean, he's an animated statue. So up until this point, it wasn't clear that that sword was functional in any way. It was just a scabbard. I mean, if it were a real statue, it would just be a carving of a scabbard Mm -hmm. with a handle. There wouldn't be a functioning blade inside of it, but you know, magic shit, (laughs) uh, divine nonsense. So he, he draws his sword for the first time that we've seen. And, uh, kills the guy stab him yeah after reuniting with the woodsman all the villagers kneel and pray to dimogen he then turns back into a snow-covered statue and dissipates into a snow flurry
1: i pretty, th- i thought it was really cool how he literally just like poof into nothingness yeah. this time instead of like yeah. zipping away but i still yeah. am so fucking confused. i kept expecting like pinta's family to like be there and be like where but Well, the other three boys, okay, where's my son? And they just didn't even fucking mention it, dude. This kid is just gone without a trace. No one gives a shit. I'm so concerned. (laughs) What happened?
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's also, I wanted to mention this. I forgot about it. Um, Daisaku's brother, Soahachi, before he gets executed, tells the other kid's father... He's like my brother, Daisaku is is slow <laughs> will you take care of him Yeah And he says uh he says he will So when they're all being reunited here first he's uh hugging his own kids and then he calls the other <laughs> the other kid over and doesn't exactly explain to him that his brother's dead but is presumably going to in a moment We just don't actually see it but he's like, oh, there's the other kid that I'm now responsible for. So you better come over here with me.
1: Or maybe he's not going to say anything about it. Maybe they're just going to pretend like it never fucking happened. Kind of like, <laughs> like his poor <laughs> friend.
0: Pretend like his brother never happened.
1: Yeah, maybe that's just what they do. I don't know. <sighs> because that kid just never fucking existed. He was just swept away into the water. The end, that kid. And so Family doesn't look for him, or like we never see anything else. Like, oh, it's just so weird.
0: Well, I thought Sugi. I mean, Sugi just looks stunned. He doesn't cry or get upset. He just is in a state of shock after uh, Kinta is swept away. I mean, it's partly because he's a little kid and he may not be that good of an actor, but I thought it was a good way to play it <laughs> rather than rather than having him cry badly to just have them yeah. staring blankly into the distance. Yeah. In a state of shock, I thought was good. And I think they all just didn't know how to talk about it or process it, but at some point they're going to have to explain to somebody's parents that he didn't make it. RIP. Yeah. And it does I mean on the one hand if you you might be like you you dumb kids if you hadn't done this he'd still be alive, but on the other hand if they hadn't done it
1: No, cuz they led
0: all the men of the village would have been, would have been executed. Dead.
1: Yeah, they so, basically like led Dimogen to and through, yeah. um, and yes. you know the hawk and all of that. He, yeah, so totally. But I just so if still felt if you're like just
0: he, doing if you're just doing the math, it was a good idea. They saved more lives than they lost
1: totally, but we still should acknowledge that there's a... Big,
0: no, no, I agree. And,
1: like, how hard was it to just bring him back at the end? Or, like, my, my not thing that. is, like, Dimogen, you brought back all the dead kids in from the snow. Where's the fucking dead kid from the river?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't believe... I think if it were an American film, he would have uh, been brought back. I couldn't believe... You're making a movie that literally has divine intervention in it, and... Uh, you're not going to bring the kid back and, or, and they didn't even actually have to do that. They could have just shown us that he washed up on the shore and mm. and was okay. Yeah. But I guess for whatever, for whatever reason, you know, what I would have done would have, would have been to have that old lady from earlier who warned them, find him. Yeah. She, she could have found him and we could have had a whole little scene about that and then have oh,
1: well reunited. maybe she she did find him that's what i'm going to think she found yeah. him and that's her baby go. now cuz no one else gives to <laughs> about him
0: <laughs> but i guess maybe they just wanted a some tragedy
1: i guess that's yeah, I guess that's what they were this, this movie was low on the tragedy compared to the first two yeah which was why i i thought it was a better movie honestly
0: <laughs> yeah but i i liked these kids i thought they all did a really good job
1: same Love, uh, love.
0: what, love. what, uh, what rating are you going to give this one?
1: Uh, I'm going to say this one's a three.
0: Okay. I think I'll bump it up and give it a four since I gave the other ones a three. I liked it better. So I'm going to give it a four.
1: Nice. I liked it better. So I'm going to give it a
0: three. <laughs> there you go. Ladies and gentlemen.
1: Thank goodness. That's over for a while. Until Wrath, 2010. Wrath
0: of Dimajin. Yes. If we're <laughs> able to find the TV show. <laughs> When we get to the year 2010, we will watch what we can of it. I don't think we'll watch the entire thing. It was like 24 episodes, right? I don't know if there's any merchandise. I don't know if you can get old Imogen, uh figurine or statuette or something, but it seems like that would be, well, it would have had to have been a popular movie to do that. And it seems like it's been a really obscure movie compared to everything else.
1: Yeah. It's probably just because of the clash, right? Because it's like samurai meets kaiju. That was kind of like not...
0: It could be the general public did not... Yeah, just didn't care for the concept. Just didn't care for that particular mashup. Hey, you got your samurai and my kaiju. You got your kaiju and my samurai. (laughs) This is disgusting. Don't do that again. (laughs) But by the time... Because they made all three of these movies at once and released them in the... In the same year, by the time they realized that people didn't care for it, it was too late. They'd already made all three. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I like this one better. Like, I like the, the storyline better. I liked, uh, I liked the sword and the pop and the glowy uh, poof dissipate dimogen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I thought I, I liked there were things. The special effects were yeah. better. I liked the sidekick and I liked the kitties. So it was good. All
0: right. Well, that will wrap it up for this episode. Folks, please find us on all the socials. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Leave us a five-star review on the Apple iTunes if you can. We got a fair number of reviews, but we haven't gotten a new one in a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us an email, tell us your thoughts. Monster Movie Funtime Go at gmail.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Remember to keep calm and seek shelter in basements.
1: Please do not misuse science.
0: We will not see you, but you will hear us next time on Monster Movie Funtime Go.
1: Love ya. Mean it.
0: You've been listening to Monster Movie Funtime Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacato Folk Rock Punk featuring Rita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm mnftg.
1: Try <laughs> to say goodbye and I choke. Try to stumble.